niggas and friends, friends of niggas and niggas and niggas in between. Welcome back to another episode of the Crown and Collars podcast, a flawless Gnosis media production. I am one third of your host. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on Twitter, aka Kendrick Lamonger, aka Stay Y'all Asses Inside Still, aka Next time, I hope y'all took y'all anti-South tweets um, in your drafts and delete them because it seems like all y'all states is out here being the fuck racist and stupid, which I don't know why y'all thought y'all was exempt because you in America, but that's not neither here nor there of my goddamn business. And I'm joined by my friends and my co-hosts. I am Sada, a.k.a. Simon the All-Seeing Sultan of Chill, a.k.a. Isdemy Salin, a.k.a. Quiet Riot. AKA, please keep 16 feet away from me at all fucking times. And rounding out the trio, we have. Going on, y'all. This is Bianca, AKA Tall Bianca XO on Twitter, AKA Tall Bianca.jpg on Instagram. Um, AKA, you know what? If you're tall auntie fine enough, she can wear heels right next to me. Fuck the six feet. Um, Come on, living dangerously. I'll risk it all. Is she fine? Um, <laughs> Send your tall aunties over to uh, to Bianca, y'all. Yes, she'll take good care of them. Yeah, it don't, it don't matter if she um, like just regular tall, or if she even taller than me, it don't matter. It do not matter. You might not see her again until it's time for her to buy a new Subaru, but that's you know, that's grown folk business. You got to stay out of grown folk business. Let's keep it moving. Got to get the matching New Balances first. Walk before you fly, baby. Come on, balances on the dance floor. Anywho, this show is brought to y'all by the Flawless Noises Media Network. Check us out at FlawlessNoises.com. We have a wonderful lineup of shows. I don't see why you aren't subscribed to all of them already if you like us, but here's the chance to rectify that. Go to all of those pages, and the reward will be more content for you, which is better than if I did a show gift card giveaway or some other bullshit. So (laughs) there's that. You can also support the show by becoming a patron on Patreon. Uh, You can also hit, hit the donate button. Um, the com and donate link and then uh, a support link there's a donut li- donate link not a donut link although I would love some donuts right about now because I am high off a of tang breath um, or you can become a patron and becoming a patron gets you a whole bunch of bonus content including Jeremy's Backwoods Burn Book and Jeremy and I's Bring a Bike amongst other things so support us and support us and we will continue giving y'all the lovely content that we do Indeed. And that is hashtag content. Thank yes, you very much. Yes, That's right. Don't forget the hashtag. We are providing y'all. Yes. In these trying times. And we do it because we love y'all and because we love what we do. Um, so definitely do all that Bianca just just requested. Thank you for paying the bills, friends. So let's um, go ahead and get into the show. Speaking of Bianca throwing you the flow because you had um so very spicy opinions in the pregame about um, one of um, Michael Jordan and the Last Dance documentary. Well, I mean, the hottest thing about that is the fact that I ain't watching the bullshit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and saying- where, where, where I had it made clear for me, right? Because like the first two weeks, I just happened to not see because I didn't have my ESPN Plus set up like I thought I did. Then I forgot about it, and then it was the day of next week, and I was like, ah, fuck. And then, like, this week, I was like, let me see what they're talking about, um, at least. And then I just got upset because 
So I don't know if y'all know this, but Michael Jordan used to just, he was very apolitical during his playing career. Mm. He really makes stances. He said the whole Republicans buy shoes two thing, da da da, so on and so forth. But um, Isaiah Thomas been out here in these streets, right? Um, he was marching in Detroit and Chicago, trying to do Stop the Violence Days in the parks. Um, he, after his playing career, was seen supporting uh, Trayvon Martin's family. Um, yeah, he'd be out here. He'd be in these streets. He'd be putting on, he does things, and he doesn't ask for fanfare recognition. He just sort of does it. Yeah. Um, Basically, he doesn't have time for a nigga whose eyes look like Murphy's oil soap. But he was accused of, this, is, this ties all back into Michael Jordan because they were talking about the Dream Team. And he was accused of being left off the Dream Team because he reportedly would have, at the time in 1991, said some questionable things about Magic Johnson, his agent, um, which already should be a fucking weird thing to consider. Why would a player be talking to someone else's agent? But the rumor was that Isaiah was basically making conjecture about Magic catching a, uh, HIV because at the time it was uh, you know, thought to be like the gay disease or whatever. Um, but here's the thing. Isaiah Thomas's brother had had HIV, died from AIDS. So of all the people who were worth even suspecting of that, I would say Isaiah is the least person on that list. But they were not friends for a really long time after that whole fallout and whatnot. And only recently had they reconciled. And I think people didn't realize the reason that they reconciled was not because of anything Isaiah did, but it was Magic Johnson extending the apology, realizing he was wrong and making amends for the whole situation. And somebody last night brought that all back up and was like, yeah, but y'all trying to blame Jordan. I'm like, here y'all go, hero on for Jordan again. Like, in the most unnecessary and turns out untrue way because, yeah, there was, Magic put it in a book he wrote in 2009, but it wasn't true. And that's what the whole apology tour on TNT was. It was about acknowledging that that wasn't true, that wasn't the case, and that he was wrong, and that he was sorry for being wrong. And so as for why Isaiah was left off the team, you know, you can never know, and it's just a part of history. Like, that can never change, and he's had to live with that for the rest of his life. Um, but I just find little things like that that just lionize Jordan further than he already fucking deserves to be. Just makes the, the culture around him terrible, right? And, you know, they've been saying, oh, Isaiah was an asshole. This, this, this. I'm like, how is it that two guys from the same era y'all love to – hashtag y'all love to – lean into loving on and idolizing so damn much. One man came out of it was an asshole and a winner, and it was a problem. One man came out of it was an asshole and, and, and a winner, and y'all can't get y'all fucking lips off this man's body parts. Yeah, like, how you calling Isaiah an asshole but going up for Michael Jordan? That is the... I, like, I... It, the priorities. The priorities are not in order. Like, listen, I... You, you I, going up for... I can't, no. Like, here's the thing. Like, I, I and me and Bianca and we have talked about this. Like, I get it. Whoever was your hero or, you know, or your favorite player at the time of you growing up, you're going to love that motherfucker forever. You know what I mean? And I ain't, I ain't a goddamn thing people going to be able to tell you about it. And people who saw Wilt play 
And, and you can't tell nobody a goddamn thing about Will. People that grew up so, seeing Larry Bird play, you can't tell them a goddamn thing about Larry Bird. Jordan, Braun, Kobe, shit. It's going to be people when Jack we get older. Whoever. When we get older, that's out here watching um, Giannis uh, Antetokounmpo playing. When we get older, we ain't going to be able to tell them a goddamn thing about Giannis. So I get it. I get it. I do. With that said, I will stand on this peak and people can – Call it a hot take. People think I'm reaching. Whatever. I don't give a shit. Jordan was the best and worst thing to happen to basketball. He was the best thing because basketball indeed did take off to new levels with him and the success of the Bulls. There's no denying that. But he was also the worst thing because, as Bianca just said, Pete niggas lionized that nigga to the fact that he cannot do wrong. And people, as far as the game itself, it changed, again, in the best ways and the worst ways because isolation ball, hero ball, just became niggas just, just bread and butter. You know, it's like having a Popeyes, having the Popeyes, the spicy Popeyes without the sauce. It just, it just became that combo for niggas. The biscuits with no drink. That part. It just became that for niggas. And niggas, you know, again, someone like I just mentioned, Kobe, other players idolized that shit and to, to the point where the fans idolized that shit. Do you know how many times I have seen LeBron James getting slandered for making the correct basketball play to pass the shot to the open man and open man don't make the shot and somehow it's LeBron's fault for not taking, or, or anybody for that matter, but mostly LeBron, for taking a contested Two to three man jump shot on on him to win the game. That's Jordan's fault because Jordan would take those bad shots and he would make some of them. I'm not don't get me wrong, but he also missed a lot more than he made, as my good sis Bianca has said when we talked about Jordan. Well, let niggas tell us Jordan shot 143% from the field every season. Ooh, right. I love, I love the second implication there. I saw yeah, I see what you did though, Will. I see what you did though. I mean, we gotta get the we gotta get the facts in order here. Like just just because Jordan never missed when you played against him on two K eleven, don't mean that that's how it actually was in real life. Come on, be realistic. Right. Why do you think we call them highlights? Because they're the highlights of that time. It doesn't mean that that's what happened all the goddamn time. Because nigga, you have to be high to think that them lights is what's going off in your head all the time. Like, like you need to get it together. Correct. Another thing that irritates me about like the Jordan stand and like the the nineties like era stand is that they always say shit like today's athletes, you know, you you your bron man, damn my bad. LeBron's, your Giannis's, your Ben Simmons, your MB's, what you know, who name player here, they wouldn't last in the in the in the in the time of Jordan. Everybody's but it's funny, though, because Jordan could both dominate the era before his, actually dominate his, and he could dominate the era after his, but apparently nobody else could go back and do that. Are you kidding me? Right. And not only that, like, y'all do realize that the, the NBA that y'all hate so much now is a byproduct of Jordan because they changed the rules for that nigga because the Pistons was literally knocking him on his goddamn ass. Jordan Jordan didn't go ball because he was losing his head. He went ball because his head was hitting the ground so damn much. It went ball because they were slapping the hair off that nigga. Okay, listen, they was turning that motherfuckers Kufi around like that girl, like old girl in scary movie. Listen, that nigga's wig was shifted to the side and shit. 
Yeah. So his hair looking like he like he got dressed in the trunk or something. So Jordan benefited from that. He also benefited from the league being diluted because they added four new teams right before he won his first three and two more teams after he won his second three. That don't get talked about enough. Um, what also doesn't get talked about enough or rather people be full of shit is that that nigga didn't win until he got Pippen. Yeah. He, 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 he was not going to do it by himself, but also he did not do it by himself. No. No. He did not. So it's really like the hypocrisy of the Jordan stand and like that era, it turns me off to anything related to that nigga. Because it's like, I, I in my own bubble appreciate Jordan for what he is and what he did, and also for what he wasn't, which people would not allow what he wasn't to be talked about. <laughs> you know, which is also the other um, irritating part. But they love to bring up what other stars, legends, superstars aren't in their opinion, which is Jordan, which like, you don't have to be Jordan. Again, the nigga didn't win until he got Pippen. The same thing that y'all hold other stars, LeBron, Kobe, to a lesser extent. Like, now if you want to say, well, he never lost in the finals, I can't hold you on that. However, again, the nigga didn't do it by himself. He didn't even get to the finals to be undefeated in the finals until the nigga got help. So again, the argument still holds blank. And it don't hold water. And it's a damn shame because if it wasn't for the toxic idolization, that's the word I'm used for, a toxic idolization of oh, Michael Jordan, I probably would give a fuck and watch the damn documentary. I probably am going to watch it on my own time, to be perfectly honest, later on. But as of right now, no. Yeah, I ain't watching it live with y'all. Like, people will post questions about it and if I fucking know the answer, like, I'll... No, I'll speak up and I'll say something, but I ain't watching it. I don't give a fuck to, to watch it. And I realized that, um, again, uh, you know, somebody was like, y'all know it was Isaiah who started the rumor about magic. And it's like, yeah, I don't think so. Here's why you shouldn't say that. And he was because like, well, I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't reading your thread, but thanks anyway. And I'm like, good. Everybody who reads your mentions off this tweet will see my thread and will realize I'm right because I got links. I got quotes and I got photos. We do love receipts. What you want? What you want? I can prove to the cameras I was there. I can prove that this was on the sheet of paper. No, yeah, but yeah, I'm not. Um, that shit does not. That would not bring me joy. So I would not be bringing it into my life. Absolutely not. Um, speaking of bringing stuff into people's lives, uh, Magic Johnson said. Speaking of Magic, Magic Johnson um, said that as fans enjoy the last dance, uh, the the next documentary that will be coming soon is a Kobe Bryant documentary um, that is in the works, um, streamlined by Magic, according to Magic, streamlined by him and others that were close to the Bryant family. Um, Kobe's not narrating it. Um. That one is going to be interesting. Um, I will say that, uh, especially deciding, depending on if they decide to include or exclude a certain chapter in Kobe's life. Uh, that's going to be interesting. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um. Because here's here's why that's going to be interesting. I don't think much is going to be said about Jordan and the possible gambling, or the adultery on his wife with Carla Nafel. Like nothing's going to be said about any of that. But with Kobe, again, he did his dirt. Like in a place at a time where it could very easily come to light. And um. Yeah, people are going to have to wrangle with the reality of what that whole situation was. Like, yeah. and not just in the, oh, well, nothing was ever proven since. Like, you, like you're gonna, you, that will either go into it and, you know, make us all sort of think critically about it and speak to our hearts about it, you know, one, whatever you feel, but like to actually give yourself the, the space to actually think about what all happened and what all didn't happen and how it was resolved and how you might feel about all of that instead of just the usual lashing out, that bitch was lying, or that motherfucker rape us Like, you know, hopefully more, you know, more rounded uh, nuance around that situation comes, I think, with more nuance and more understanding comes more sensitivity to, you know, the offensive part of it without sacrificing any of the rest of him. But it never hurts to be sensitive. It never hurts to care. So that will be interesting. Y'all got... I would say the biggest challenge is expecting people to work more like finding people who will handle that part of his life with some tact. Yeah. Mm. Because like it can be, you know, we can portray it in a straightforward manner, but it's like just the same way that people like to dick ride Jordan the discussion after this is would be uh ooh. let's call it very revealing uh yeah i will say i hope um like i said i i i do think kobe is worthy of having a documentary um and with documentaries as with other you know famous people men women um, primarily men that we've um seen a good documentary definitely tells their good parts but it also tells the bad and i know emotions and tensions was running high when he first passed and it was talked about um but as we said on here when he passed it was not brought up out of the blue um it was talked about while he was here um and talked about when he retired it was talked about yeah yeah, um, and it's and, and if they do a documentary and do it properly and handle it in a um, tactful manner, like Will said, it's gonna get talked about then. And like I say, you can't you it, when that happens, I don't think you can use the I don't want to say excuse, but you can't use the shield of it's not the proper time because one, it's never gonna be the proper time um, if you don't want to hear it, and two whenever this documentary has whenever this documentary happens it'll be a long ass time that don't pass so like I say it's gonna be something where you're gonna have to look at the whole man and not just the piece that you want to paint a bright light on so um moving on we want to uh 
report that Dolphins Hall of Fame coach Don Shula has passed at the age of 90. Um, Nick, what is it with 2020 and everybody leaving here? What the f- what? <laughs> This year I, has been... I see your point. My counterpoint is he was 90. Um, yeah. I, like, he, yeah. He, he lived a full... Like, I don't say that. He lived a full, you know, multi-pulley encompassing life as a dad, as a, you know, coach, as a grandfather, as a champion, as a legend, as a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, he was... Um, definitely agree, Bianca. Um you know, it's, it's, you know, we, he, he was a legend and we do, you know, pay our respects, but I also, you know, he was 90. That is a full life, you know, but, uh, uh, love and light to the uh, Shula family. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I don't, I don't say that to be dismissive at all of like, well, old people are supposed to die. like, it's not that at all. It's just, no, like right. he, he lived, he lived the full life and he can take his rest. I, I, I think what this does, if anything, it's kind of opposite. It gives us a chance to call back to like other legends as well. So you think about Don Shuley, you think about all the Super Bowls he coached in. So you might start thinking about other legends who may be passed on, who may still even be with us. Right. Uh, people who influenced, right? Um, like his, I know at least one of his sons has been an NFL coach. Um, so you can, re, you know, it gives you an opportunity to reflect on that. And then it takes you, you know, maybe to, think the end of his career, right? And then you reflect on that, what was going on. So it's always a chance to do like a cascading sort of look back, right? At whatever point in your life you maybe was introduced to him. Um, maybe whatever point it was that you knew of his greatness. Um, or if you find out about him now, you're like, wow, like they're saying this man was the winning this coach in NFL history. How did he do it? You know, whatever the curiosity this may inspire, um, you know, use this, use this chance to pursue it, right? You know, this is... This is not a man who exactly like skipped the line of a uh, death's call. So, so let's probably not chalk this one up to twenty twenty beating the shit out of us all this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can still like blame it on the low, but oh yeah, like we still we still blame it twenty twenty. Don't get me wrong, but like. It ain't 2024. We 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 just we gesticulating at this point. Yeah, like we said, like this year I've been wilding out ever since that fucking Aretha Franklin. But you know, mm. let's move on. Mm, 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 mm. Speaking of wilding the fuck out, so um... <laughs> the devil is a lie. <laughs> Good. It's, well, it's funny that you talk about devils and lies, Will, because on um, French Montana. All right. <laughs> oh boy. Rich Montana said, after saying he can go hit for hit with Kendra Lamar, saying that he probably got more hits than Jay-Z. Oh, boy. Okay, you know what? Hits to the head. I, okay, you know what? No, nah, fuck this. No, we are doing a music excursion right now, okay? Um, <laughs> while, I, while I pull this up, I want... The only way French Montana would out would get more hits than fucking Jay-Z is if he gets locked in the elevator with Solange for longer, okay? That, exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. So what I want y'all to do. So right, yeah, he'll have more hits, but I'm, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a five count. Um, five count down, and I want each of y'all to just like name a Jay Z hit. So five, four, three, two, one. H to the Izzo. Unforgettable. 
No stylist. Keep going. Uh, all of the black album shit. <laughs> Pop that writing on the wall. No shopping. Keep going. Uh, Wait. I, yes, dancers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, y'all can't even name them. Lockjaw, wiggle it with the city girls. That's a fact. Slide with Blueface and Lil TJ. Ain't worried about nothing. Bad bitch with Jeremiah. Marble floors with Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, and Two Chains. He had. Uh, 50s and 100s, Juicy J, Moses, Strip Club Anthem, Chris Brown and Migos, Don't Panic, Twisted, Out of Your Mind, which is a song he did with Chris Brown, Freaks with Nicki Minaj, Famous, Suicide Doors, Top 20, right there, going 20 for 20 with Jay-Z. I'm lying my ass off. I had to look that shit up. It was reading it all. <laughs> okay, but here's the, here's the real question. How many of those French Montana songs don't have features? Mm. Uh, Mm. Uh, one, two, <laughs> three, four, four. And of those four, two of them might have features. They're on the same album, but no features are listed on it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Mister Mister um, Scottish Wyoming um, is not one for confidence. He says, "Quote." I feel like I could go up against anybody. Um, I know Drake probably got me. Jay got me. But besides that, it's whatever. It's open game. Of course, there's people like Snoop with his thing bang. I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, it's like Dr. Dre and all that respect goes to him. But uh, you could put. he says you could put me up against anybody. If I take the L, I'll take the L. But I'm not scared to lose. This is about believing in myself. Well, sometimes you shouldn't believe in yourself. <laughs> well, sometimes fear is there for a reason. Yeah, listen, listen, run from it, dread it. <laughs> Reality is all the same. <laughs> it's to help you escape certain death. Yes, because here's the thing, like, and I, I get, it, okay, so like, it def- if we are talking about what will shake asses in the club. I do think it's safe to say French has that area a lot because I'm not even going to lie. I love Jay-Z to death. Not too many of his songs, not saying that he doesn't have them, but not too many of his songs, you're going to play that in like the club or a party setting or whatever, and it's going to get motherfuckers to the dance floor. Same with Kendrick. You not too many, not too many women shaking their ass to freedom. <laughs> we have Beyonce, okay? Oh no, but I be practicing throwing that ass in a circle to uh, poetic justice. So you know what? All right. <laughs> Are you because listen, I be practicing like I be reading books to. <laughs> How can you get on my fucking nerves? To some of these uh. <laughs> You know, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't, you know. Well, I think also. Ain't too, like, ain't too many people, ain't too many women twerking to all right. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's, I mean, it's gotta, on the context. But yeah, you also got to remember in mind back then, like the strip club albums, the deep cut joints, like Bring Them Out by Taylor was kind of a strip uh, club joint, but That's that right. album had table dance on it too. Like, we didn't hear that one on the radio because back then you could not play a song about. Getting table dances. Yeah, damn sure good. Yeah, damn sure good. Yeah, I mean, times have changed, right? The pop music is like, I mean, the filters are still there. Right? You still can't say the, the the handful of words, but right. You can you can get the content off. Like, 
And and now what they do is they just find ways to describe it. Like what what broke the mold on that was uh, skeet skeet being like a thing that was said on the radio, uh, and Lil John and Yin Yang Twins get low, and yeah. it took people a while to realize what skeet was actually referring to, and because they thought he was just like making a noise, like skeet skeet, yeah, ah, skeet skeet, like they just thought he was making a noise or some shit, and then they realized he was talking about like skeet, and um, they pulled that shit off, and it was like, no, 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 we need to get some younger people in the uh in the FCC because we need to know what these words actually mean so we can know if we got to edit them or not. Right, so, we got to get somebody from Urban Dictionary. Yeah. And so now, like, you can you can make the strip club anthem of sorts um, just out of the formula it takes to make a single because that's what, that's what young adult urban radio um, is more or less directly aimed at these days. Um, So what it what it leaves is fuck. Um, yeah, what it leaves is just that line is no longer blurred, right? You don't have where like, oh, this song is like overtly sexual, or this song is overtly about busting the guns, because nowadays they dance to the busting the gun song. They dance to, you know, what was it? Uh, Pop the Molly, I'm sweating. Nigga, Molly just makes you fucking emotional. It don't, it don't make you party more. It makes you cry, but... <laughs> <laughs> but we was getting up to that. You know, I, I popped a Molly. I'm in touch with my feelings. Woo! Like, come on. Like, get out of here. Uh, but that's just what the music is now. Like, everything is engineered. Like, the formula's been the same for, like, the better part of the last half decade, at least. Um... To where like notes, the song has to go up in the strip club as well. It's got to get the, it's got to be able to get the Spotify rotations. You know, it's not about selling the album so much no more. So, best works becomes what's most easily accessible. Yeah, back then niggas had to pop a Molly and sweat because they weren't uh, feeling their feelings. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think that's when the that's about the same time that the uh, conversation on mental health and men's professional sports started to change. I'm not lying about this at all. Um, You're doing amazing, Bianca. Yeah, that was, it was what, 2012 Trinidad James dropped, and then what all the players started doing, you know, 2011 Trinidad James dropped, what all the players started doing starting 2013, uh, tapping into his emotions and uh, your boy crying on the field. And yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot of emotional times all of a sudden because all the cool rappers said, Spot Molly and sweat, and not realizing that Papa Molly was just gonna make you think a little harder. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think we could sum up that uh, you French Montana might be thinking a little too much. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, it depends on what you look at it. Um. Um. We count delusion because I feel like because I feel like I get like I said I get the context and what he's trying to say, but. Also feel like it's French Montana, so he 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 got a point, but he can't say it. Yeah, because not, not he's French clear. Montana, right. right? Right, like like Moneybag Yo might have more songs out that we might want to listen to, like when we turn it up having fun than Jay Z. But like you could run, you could throw like you know Blueprint or Black album in at a function. Yeah, if your function got a CD player, you could just put the album on and just 
you know you can walk away from the from the thing for 58 minutes or whatever the runtime on it is. Um yeah. Now I will say Jay is probably easier to do that than with Kendrick. Yeah, because I mean Kendrick came at a time where the music was already like like everybody else was already proto Jay Z's basically. Um and he came and was like, nah, I'm on this whole other thing. Um like Dragonfly Jones made an observation that hit me. Uh, and it can apply to Kendrick here as well. Uh, that Pharrell be on rap, on rap songs with like the hardest of thugs talking about all the people in and shot at and niggas in and robbed and everything else. And Pharrell is singing about, oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm a nice dude and I, and I skateboard, you know, kind of yeah. stuff. He's like, like, I'm here to buy lawn furniture. Like, like Snoop was Snoop was repping Crip shit hard hard on Drop It Like It's Hot, and, and Pharrell was like, see these ice creams? Okay, but think before you fuck a little skateboard pee. But uh, okay. yeah, he, got, he got a little gangster with it. But for the most part, that was like he was not approaching nearly where Snoop Dogg was willing to take this track. Right. So, um, but no, um, it can apply to Kendrick as well. Kendrick, Kendrick was very self-aware, right? Like he knew what kind of rapper he wanted to be. He knew what kind of impact he wanted to have. And when he realized he could have success doing that, he decided, well, shit, I'm really never changing. Big Crit was in the same boat. You know, yeah. he came in doing what he set out to do and and he never changed the style up. Um, so yeah, he might he might get he might get you on. The, I ain't trying to hear you know swimming pools in the club. And I mean, at the time we were, but I ain't trying to hear that shit in the club now. Okay, you might, you might have a point, but fucking French Montana hop, hop you know raps exclusively on DJ Khaled beats. Like fuck out of here. Yeah, now I'm not even gonna sit here and lie and act like I haven't bopped to some French Montana. I'm not gonna sit here and lie. Um, He's like a I said, um, well, like I said, would I prefer to hear some of his, you know, turn up jams in the club before I would hear Kendrick's? Yes, Jay Z, mm, catch me on depends on the day, but to to the other point, most of those are features. Like his best shit is him f- featuring somebody. Like it's never nothing that he done done on his own where he could get you hype and get you in the zone by his damn self. So Yeah, I mean I I named the songs. I named twenty of his songs to go twenty for twenty on the verses. Which we still not doing that. Um yeah. we don't have time for that. That's like hours and hours and hours and hours. Well no, I got time for the hours and hours. I just don't have time for the whack ass comment sections. Yeah. That's what I meant by the hours and hours yeah. and hours and hours. Yeah, I, I I'm not here to see fucking Dame Dash come through dropping 100 emoji, and that's you know. Meanwhile, I got regular people making these fire, getting these fire ass jokes off that I don't get to fucking see. Y'all ain't showing them to me, Instagram. Mm. I just popped the Molly, and I'm very emotional about that. <laughs> well, French Montana, we we need you to leave them out. We need you to leave us alone. Honestly, this this whole pandemic has showed that celebrities are really fucking bored. They they need assistance, and they are really Montana, fucking bored. While also, they're really fucking bored while also not opening their pockets for people that need it. Well, I mean, if French Montana can't open up his talent and be a nigga who can sing and do a a track without a feature, uh, Mm. I don't know. Mm. So French Montana deleted the outfit uh, tweet. Of course he did. Well, a celeb that's actually using their talent and powers for good, Tory Lanez, um, 
has found a new niche uh, by turning his Instagram live into the entertaining quarantine radio show. Yet he's not just using his platform to promote Demon Time and Spark Milk challenges, which, you know what? Let me not judge the girls. Um, but y'all be wasting whole ass milk but in these times. But anyway, um, on Monday, the Lane's Dream City Project partnered with Amazon Music and the Dream Center to launch Tory Lane's Dream City Fund. The initiative is in direct response to the success of his quarantine radio show. Um, the fund will provide meals and diapers to people impacted by COVID-19, and its first donation will cover the cost of 100,000 100, diapers. Uh, it's very important for any artist to give back because at some point you were regular too, Lanes told CNN when announcing the campaign. At some point you were a regular person just like everyone else. Um, I always tell artists people feel exactly how you felt when you were in that place. Um, so good on him. Good on him yeah. for doing something for doing something good with his platform and his success. Yeah, he really he really took quarantine and you know realized the situation what it was and. Got out there and decided to, you know, try to help in the way that he could. You know, he was like, I'll just, you know, I'll do this little show on my Instagram or whatever. Um, I, I personally haven't seen it because he's just, he's just not an artist who's in like my particular wheelhouse. But like I know of him. I know like the kind of music he likes to make and what have you. And I'm glad that he was able to, you know, create something for his fans and give them something to do during quarantine. And then when that shit got monetized, he immediately, you know, turned it around and was like, nah, I'm a... I'm going to make sure this goes back to the people who are in need because I'm not in need. I'm good. I was just doing this to, you know, help y'all pass the time in my own little way. And y'all really made that shit a financial success when I didn't really need but so much of financial success. Let me do something good with the extra. So I, I, I endorse that stance. I'm glad that he didn't hoard it. I'm glad he didn't make it conditional or anything like that. He was just doing his thing. People liked it. People tuned in. People created a way to help. And he is going to make good on like making that help happen. So props to him. Yep. Good on him. Good on him. Using your platform for something good, Mr. Lanes. Now, I, don't, I still don't fuck with your music, but I do fuck with this here. I just don't know his music. That's that's my own thing. Same so. difference. Same difference. I, same. I, I'm, like I mean, Bryson Tiller, I know his music and I don't fuck with it. I just I just don't know Tory Lanez's music. He might. I don't know. He might have some stuff I might not find objectionable. Who knows? Um, I just haven't. Cause I haven't. Like I'm not gonna sit here and say, "Oh, that nigga sucks at basketball." That's why I don't listen to his music. Um, the fact that he sucks at basketball just means he sucks at basketball. I don't see why he be always wanting to play people. Mm. <laughs> You suck. Well, some people got to learn on the fly. Mm. You're flying a long ass time. I was about to damn say here, how much, how many more flight miles do we have? Nigga can't hit a free throw for his goddamn life. Listen, the the, the propellers have stopped spinning on that way. Listen, Ooh. listen, Tori does not fill out the lanes on the goddamn basketball drill. I tell you that. Ooh. Oh, uh, but anyway, um. Uh, but yes, good on Tori for using his celebrity for some good. Now let's get to a celebrity who kind of put a foot in her mouth. Um, let's talk about Miss Gabrielle Union real quickly, who got in um a bit of trouble on social media over the weekend because um our good sisterin um decided she wanted to speak out for the marginalized. Um the marginalized celebrities 
her fellow marginalized celebrities in these trying <laughs> times. I- <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even get that out with a straight fucking face. Listen, look, hey, listen, look. Okay, so oh, all right, <clears throat> let me let me quote our good sis in sis in full context. Uh, she was doing an interview, um, and she said, "quote uh, she, uh, well, she was doing an Instagram live conversation with model uh, Sharam Denise, um." Quote, for all the Oprahs and the people who just have a lot of money, a lot, a lot of money, most of us are one to two paychecks away from not having money to pay for all our things. You know what I mean? So this stoppage of work and money is impacting marginalized celebrities the most. Uh, all these influences you see, you you who seem to be everywhere, they may not have uh, a lot of liquid income, she continued. You can't charge the rent, you don't. You you can't charge your rent. You have to pay your work, your rent. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's the thing. There are definitely some people, some celebs, that really are maybe like one paycheck away from being everyday regular working class people. You think of people that shit me and Candace talk about on Ratchet Ramblings, you know, like your 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 the people that you know are literally just there because Mona Scott Young put them on there. Like we don't know who the fuck they are. That we didn't know who the fuck they were until something like a Love of Hip Hop. You know what I mean? Not the other way around. Like we know who they are. Just they just happen to end up on Love of Hip Hop. So there are people that Gabby is talking about that that can apply to. Here's the problem with it. It ain't no damn Gabby that that applies to. <laughs> like, girl, you are worth millions. Your husband is worth billions. Even if they're all marginalized celebrities, they ain't y'all. Y'all are good. And, and baby, Gabby, I love you, but read the room. We are in a pandemic where people don't know if they are going to live or die. Like, this is not the time to be talking about the plight of the people with the most visibility. Especially even when, you, when you're talking about people with most visibility that you, can, you can't even relate to because you make way more money than they do. Gabby, this was... Baby, read the room. Listen, this is why Kavi will be goddamn side on y'all all the goddamn time. Because <laughs> she'll be here for y'all foolishness. Yeah, no, um... It was, I saw what she was trying to do. Like, I, I think she was trying to take up for like production assistants and key grips and uh, boom mic operators and things like yeah, that. that influencers who, and stuff like that. Not even influencers. Um, I mean, she, she mentioned them by name, but like, I think that that was, that, that was also a, a misstep because like, and I'm, I'm just about to be old here for a second. I don't give a fuck. Um, I don't, I don't get the influence thing. I just don't. I don't understand how people become influencers. I don't understand how what they influence becomes a thing that's worthy of being influenced. I just don't understand the process. And I'm not hitting shit on them as a result of that because I know when it's my time to not speak on something. But I don't understand. I don't... I don't understand how, like, that became their bag such that it became so so reliably and so, like, expensively right like like so yeah i don't i don't get it um 
but I do hope that, you know, whoever's obviously impacted by it, I hope that they have another way to, to get theirs because they deserve to. Yeah, I, I feel like, I, again, I get what Gabby was trying to say, but it's, again, you have to read the room. Like, it's, like in these times, like, people are kind of, and we talked about this, like, the kind of worship of celebrity and people with money and wealth and access, hopefully, is kind of fading. Again, I don't think it will cause, because people, but it seems to at least be fading, at least on social media, because it's like, there are legitimately people who don't know if they're going to live or die if they will be able to have a place to rest their head over. Like they don't have money, like working every, every day working class people don't have it. And people who never had it, the poor among the poor, poor among us, if anything, working class people seem to realize that, Hey, we have a lot more in common with people below us than we do people above us and collectively it seems like we're kind of shifting away from like okay like i'm you may be a celeb you may be somebody with some visibility i may enjoy your work or whatever but like if you're not out here trying to like use your access and wealth to like help people especially in these times like you can keep it you know what I mean? And Gabby, I know Gabby's smarter than this where she can't read the room about that. Like, nobody, because she was like, because <laughs> I watched the video and read the interview. Mama was like, you know, that person that you see going on vacations in Dubai and stuff, they might not be able to pay for some of their stuff. And it's like, Gabby, nobody gives a fuck about nobody talking about no goddamn Dubai at this time. Right. But again, I get what you're trying to say. I do. But it's the wrong time to try to make that point, and especially you, because you, your y'all, y'all good. You can't even relate to some of these girls that you talking about using girls gender friendly, cause y'all good. Y'all was good before this. Y'all good during this. Y'all gonna be good when this is over. There are a whole bunch of people that's not. Exactly. So a different perspective is needed here. Yes. Or just shutting up. This, you know, shutting the fuck up is... Undefeated. Listen, an MVP candidate every year. Yeah. MVP, yeah. most Listen, improved player, sixth man of the year, everybody's favorite swing tackle. Listen, yeah. shutting the fuck up gets you in everywhere. Listen, defensive player of the year, listen, more reliable than Jordan, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Yeah, shutting the fuck up doesn't have yellow ass eyes, okay? Correct. But Gabby, this was just very irresponsible. She went on Twitter, you know, trying cleaning it up, saying she wasn't comparing salaries and stuff. Which, again, I get what you were trying to say, Gabby, but you said it the incredibly wrong way. (laughs) If anything, you if if anything, I feel a, a a a a. You what killed it was the quote unquote marginalized celebrity. That's what I think killed it. Because there's a way to talk about that without making it seem like Oh no, the celebrities are are some of you pores as well. Yes, yes, because <laughs> they're not. They're not. They're not. I'm not saying that all celebs and all people with access and wealth and money are created equal. I'm not saying that. But what I'm also saying is they are a lot closer to themselves than they are to all poor asses. And framing it that way 
definitely left a bad taste in people's mouths. And understandably so, because Gabby, you are way smarter than that. You could have chosen a way better way to frame what you were trying to say than that. Because there are quite a few um, folks of her ilk who will never worry about having to pay for housing again. Ever. Ever. Meanwhile, the rest of us, we don't even know what housing looks like at this The real marginalized folks are struggling. Correct. And the real marginalized people that are struggling could definitely use um, better support than you putting your foot in your mouth, Gabby. Well, celebs. Correct. Um, let's see. Um, what two real quick, two quick stories before we take a break and get to the HBCU fashions. In South Carolina, a woman was arrested for licking her hands and touching food and fixtures at a grocery store just days after allegedly doing the same to a sandwich shop, police said. Um, Shanir Gibson Holiday, 38, was taken into custody Saturday after cops responded to an IGA supermarket in Sumter where she was spotted on surveillance footage. Uh, licking her hands and coughing before touching freezer doors and several products on the police reports. Didn't we fucking learn our lesson from the bluebell shit from last summer? Listen, listen, I, listen. that's put exactly what my put, mind. Put this motherfucker in jail, all right? Because enough is enough of this shit. We've been told y'all about doing this fucking bullshit, playing with people's food and being nasty, and now there's a pandemic going on, and you want to do the same shit again. Like, because the Listeria shit wasn't knocking people off, like, by the hundreds every day. That was, you know, oh shit, like, one plant had to recall the ice cream because they realized something probably went wrong in the quality testing. And I think there just needs to be, like, a public clubbing from six feet away, of course. <laughs> just throw the clubs at her. Don't exactly. <laughs> or you just get, like, really long clubs. Nah, because then you lose the talk. You, you need to throw them at her. The, the, the wind pressure and, and the force of throwing will probably hurt more than a swing would from six fucking feet away. <laughs> Do right. There is that. Or or it could be run bys, right? Where it's like a six-foot club, and you just run real fast, and you got the bat end of it, like, pointing at her. You just run, and, like, as soon as, she, as, soon as you're close to her, you kind of do, like, a little swing, and then you fucking rock that shit into her fucking midsection over and over. Cause goddamn, like why, ugh, why, why, why you gotta be us doing like this bullshit? I know, right, right. When I first read, the, when I first saw the headline, I was like, she gotta be white. Then I read the goddamn story, like, god damn it. Uh, and speaking of us, speaking of us, and the last story, unfortunately, um, Flint. A woman, her adult son, and husband have been charged in the fatal shooting of a security guard who refused to let her daughter enter a family dollar in Michigan because she wasn't wearing a face mask to protect against transmission of the coronavirus. Calvin, Calvin Mundler, um, that is a black-ass name, uh, was shot Friday at the store just north of downtown Flint after a short time after telling Charmel Teague's daughter she had to leave because she lacked the mask, according to the Genesee County Prosecutor David um, Leeton. Teague, 45, argued with Mudderlin, 43, before leaving. Two men later came to the store. Teague, her husband, uh, uh, Larry Teague, 44, and Ramon, Ramonier Bishop, 23, 
are charged with first degree premeditated murder and gun charges. Larry Teague is also charged with violating Governor uh, Gretchen Whitner, Whitmer's executive order mandating that all customers and employees must wear face mask coverings inside grocery stores, Linton said. This man, y'all took this man's life because he was following orders and doing what the fuck he was supposed to do to try to keep not only himself safe, but you, y'all safe as well. Firing squad. And again, that's all I have. And again, like Bianca said, you hate to see that it was us. I would say chair to make it electric, but like more than that, because this is just, it's stupid. It's stupid. That man did not have to lose his life because y'all didn't want to follow goddamn directions and it instructions. shouldn't have even been an altercation over the situation. At all. What was the point and the purpose of this? What was the fucking reason? What exactly? What was the reason? I have nothing for you. Yeah, Jesus no. Was about just, to be standing on furniture and yelling. What was the reason? Because we want answers. Yeah, both of these stories taken together, um, it's just like, come on, y'all. It's like, I get it. Like this, this whole situation is upsetting, and like we, you know, have to shelter in place. We're seeing the same stuff all the time. Trying the same means of keeping ourselves entertained. We don't get to have a whole lot of variety in our lives. I get all that. Trust me, I do. But this, this kind of carrying on ain't. This is this is taking it too far. You want to have hijinks or whatever, like fucking spell something out weird in your front yard or in your window or something to draw attention to yourself. Don't go out here fucking being a public menace because you're upset that everybody else is trying to play it safe so niggas don't die more than they have to. Absolutely. Uh, so rest in peace to Mr. Calvin's family. Uh, um, prayers and light. He did not deserve to lose his life because of the stupidity. And I hope that in time you all find some healing. The Mutterland family, um, very tragic and very senseless. And to the Teague family, I have nothing for you. And may God have mercy on y'all souls. And with that, I think we're going to take a quick break, let Bianca do her thing, and then we'll be back to wrap up with HBCU Fashions. Hey, this is Bree of Mama Meets World. Every two weeks, my show is live. It's a safe and special place for Black mothers and the people who love us. So for more about the Black motherhood experience, make sure you subscribe to my show. I'm sure you'll love it. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to patreon.com slash flawless noises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, coworkers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. 
And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. And we're back to wrap up the show with the HBCU Fessions. Um, not going to be long, but we're going to be short and sweet uh, because y'all been on some trash. <laughs> so, friends, strap in as we head into it. How do these keep happening? Uh, because niggas, friend. Because niggas. All right, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Do Let's see. Where do I want to start? Let's start with our favorite school. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. My chick cheated on me. I mean, oh, excuse me. <clears throat> Let me start over. My bad. My ex cheated on me and fell in love with his side chick and tried to get her pregnant multiple times while we were together. Every time we argue, he goes back to her. They stopped talking for months, and now they are trying to work things. Now, now we are trying to work things out, but I can't trust him. Thoughts, fam, you dump him, break up with him. That's or, the end. Just to be messy, set up a threesome. You know, Will, you really want the most chaos. <laughs> when we do these damn fishes, we'll always want the answer that's going to bring you to the most mess. I mean, look, we can take the straight and narrow path or we can go left. And when I say go left, I mean right into a fucking wall. Let's let's have all of the mess. You want to see how that man feels about his ex? Set up the threesome. Must be your S-E-X. Keep the gun under your pillow, though. <laughs> Is Life Jenna still with us? Uh, uh, moving on. Um, next one. My boyfriend has hella female friends and no male friends. A month ago, we got into a fight because he gave one of his friends $120. I don't know how to feel about him anymore. The sex is getting boring. I said that exactly how the fuck she spelled it. He's, he's, he's boring and I don't know what to do. Howard. Well, dump him, and you suck because you're <laughs> looking for things to complain about. Hmm, let's see. No male friends. Okay. Quality of sex is gradually dropped. Because um, you don't like him. Gives out money to friends, even though he might not have money. Is this nigga me? <laughs> <laughs> Bianca. <laughs> You know, are, you are, giving, are, you, are you giving mediocre sex to some college woman? Are you? Are you like? Did you find me in a time machine? Like, is it? Are we gonna find out that this guy's transient? Like, what is? Like, Back to the Future. Yo, mm. you know <laughs> Back to he the Bianca. Up in <laughs> no, we. Uh, I don't know. I am. I am confusion. Um, girl, you might have you a real good friend in eight months. That's all I can say about that. Mm. All right. Well. <sighs> okay. Here we. Let's see what we. Let's let's get messy. Let's get juicy. My fiance. My fiance's father has some bomb dick and it's fine, just like his daddy. But I'm I'm a few pregnant with my second child, the first being my fiance, and I don't know who the daddy is. Howard. This has been the Crown and College podcast. <laughs> Howard, what the fuck is going on in D.C.? <laughs> Howard. 
<laughs> what is in the water, DC? It's, what is going on, beloveds? I hope you're not drinking that. Niggas not getting their mild sauce fried hard with extra mumbo sauce on the side? What is... Why? There's no mumbo sauce. It's a whisper sauce now. Mm. Nah, it's... it's ugh. Why the millennials ain't got a hold of it. Nah, these ain't millennials. These is these is Gen Z idiots. Uh, I was about to damn say. Oh shit. Yeah, no, nah, they you know they what? not like I'm I'm a I'm a grandma millennial and y'all are like core millennials. Like these these ain't our peers anymore. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> they no. they don't get to claim us. We don't have to claim them. There's no obligation. Right. These are de- these are generation zygards. This ain't us. Uh, I don't know her everything. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't play with demons. Uh, next one. Don't like when my man likes certain pictures of certain pics of girls or continuously. I trust him, but girls are so petty and will make something out of nothing. He doesn't understand where I'm coming from. C-A-T. Clark Atlanta Tech? The f- what? I think so, yeah. <laughs> no, that... Oh, wait, hold on. C A T College H B C U Fam, nothing came up. <laughs> what fucking damn, did they make up the damn screen? <laughs> or or did they mean to put Carolina A and T and they just hit the space bar instead by mistake? Probably. I mean this is HBCU fashion. We have to assume the worst. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's always a um there's always a, there's always a basement door. There's always a basement door. Just when you All think right, you can't so... get lower. No, there's lower. <laughs> there's there's always less. Didn't Instagram stop showing like what pictures you liked to your friends? So you niggas couldn't see that I was all up over uh tall aunties with that ass sitting underscore sixty nine, like in twenty four uh Yeah, that they did yeah, I think they did stop showing who liked what and whatever. Okay, good. I can get back to I can get back to my liking habits in peace. In fact, do we <laughs> trust Instagram right now? Let's see what's going on with the tall ass aunties setting the meeks out. Underscore sixty nine tall. Ass. Okay, they they deleted their account. Okay, never mind. Too late. You're doing amazing, Bianca. Amazing. Priceless, even. Uh, That's me peeling off to go get the tall auntie. Oh, uh, yeah. But, uh, baby, break up with that boy. Yeah, you don't need him. Correct. Um, more so because you gonna, more so because you clearly don't trust him, even though you say you do trust him. And that ain't, gonna, that ain't good for you or him. So, break up with him. Next one and the last one, and we're going to get up out of here. I talk to my ex every week while she serves her four-year bid in federal prison. Oh, this is going well. Good. She cheated on me with some nigga that's a scammer, and both of them got caught up. She has no family support, and I don't want her to start self-harming herself again. My girl thinks it's weird. Fam you. Your girl is right. You looking out for a bitch who scammed you? I don't know, but as as the person who brought me to inmate dot com into all y'all's lives on Twitter back in that on that faceful two thousand eleven day, um, I support the movement of writing to your girl in jail. 
Um, that's his ex. Okay, right into your ex girl in jail. Even better. And his current is like, uh, what's up with this home dog? And he like, yo, I'm just keeping our spirits lifted. Holla, what's wrong? Mm. You don't want to start self harming again, even though she cheated on me. And shit. Yeah, not, it don't matter. She's in jail. Who gives a fuck? It's not like I'm gonna go there and like. She's not gonna. She's not gonna sit on. She's not gonna get on top of nothing like that. So you don't gotta worry about that. Let this man. Uh, I don't know because as as as, as Ti Tiny has clearly shown us, you can do a lot of things with just a conjugal visit. Yeah, no. yeah you're not wrong. I mean, I ain't saying, but I'm just saying. But yeah, no, he. Um, I will say this: you, this young man, you have the heart of a thousand angels. Because let me tell you how somebody that scammed me would not know I existed anymore. She probably cheated on him in jail, too. Well, I didn't. Well, I mean, in jail, I guess she got to do what she got to do. But no. Yes, eating is cheating. Let let him have his jail pen pal. I don't see the harm in it. Well, I'll tell you what. She cheated on him, and he's writing her letters. I was your lover and your secretary. Working right. every, every day, day of the week. week. Eat job when no one else is there helping you get on your feet. I don't blame this man one bit. Once mm. a week writing letters, look, like if that's what you feel called to and your current girl is hating on you, tell her go to jail and she'll get letters too. <laughs> you know. This nigga just gonna be the jailbird whisperer. He might as well be. <laughs> well, tell her go to jail. Get it, get some letters from him. Yeah, she could beat him up because she's mad about it, and like she ain't got to die mad, but she do got to go to jail mad. <laughs> <laughs> and then he can, and then he can write two letters. He can write two letters. Um, it would eventually turn into one letter, wouldn't it? So you're saying he can write two birds with one pen? You know, because those two might fly the uh, coop together. Mm. Well, you know, jailbirds up a feather. Fuck together. I, <laughs> I didn't think he was going to go in that direction, but I'm glad you did. Thank um, you. I, listen, God bless you, young man. God bless you and God be with you and all that you do, because uh, this is a lot. This is a lot. Listen, I far more generous than you should be. Listen, listen, Sheree Whitfield will be proud. All right. (laughs) And and with that, I think we're going to wrap up this show. Joggers. (laughs) Spring, summer. Sheree. Jail. Sagittarius. (laughs) Signs. Shoehorn. <laughs> Merchandise. <laughs> Camisoles. <laughs> fashion show. No fashions. It's a door depot with no doors. No merch, but options to give you charade's money. 
Mm. Okay. All right. But that has been the Crown and Collars podcast for this episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us. We know it was kind of a lengthy one. Um, leave some five-star reviews. Uh, we want to get our reviews up. Um, that word of mouth is still the best way to tell people about the show. Tell a friend, tell a friend. Share the links that we post. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Crown and Collars. On Twitter at Crown in Collars. Crown and Collars on Facebook. Make sure you share the, pay, the the links to the episode, the headliners, get you a preview of the content that we're giving to y'all. Um, help us grow, help Fallers Noises as a whole go. Um, like Bianca alluded to, me and her just did a great Bring It Bike where we celebrated the life um, and music of Bill Withers, uh, rest in peace. Um, and it was one of the, in my opinion, one of the best Bring It Backs we've done. Um, uh, we did that, friend. So, Make sure you subscribe to the Patreon and get that. Um, look for another one um, coming sooner than you think because we are more or less kind of back on track with our scheduling, right, B? Yes. Um, yes. Assuming life doesn't throw, like, 50 more sledgehammers out of the sky in the row at one of us. Right. Um, so look forward to that. Um, but, yeah, just thank you all for supporting. Like I say, get the show out, get – the word out about Crown and Collars more want to see more reviews, want to see more ratings, want to see more um, user and listener interaction. Thank you all for those of you who do. And Bill, Bianca, y'all got anything? Yeah, share us with your friends, share us with your loved ones, share us with that ex you're writing to in prison. <laughs> or that ex that you're tweeting in the lusty hours during these uh, DJ sessions when mm. share, us, share us with the future ex whose father you're sleeping with. <laughs> Even though it might be his bait. You know what? Share it with the judge who you're going to for your child support. <laughs> Share it with George Tola. Share um, it with whoever is the book well, because the DNA test is going to. All right, let's get out. Um, purchase some merch, y'all. Let's get out. Yeah. We'll be back next week. We out. Yeah, peace. Take care. Baby.